All right, so we have a new episode of Legends and Leaders, and today it's great um, to have you here to get into your story of the creation of Equinox, the Inside Out movement, and now your new company, MoveJoy, which is taking um, the experiences that you've had and combining the uh, fitness and the experiences with fitness, as well as uh, mental health um, and spirituality, and putting those together and creating a new type of, of program um, that gives people the opportunity to connect in a, in a different way um, and taking care of both the mental and the physical. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting, to getting into your story and welcome um, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Ben, for having me. Awesome. So where did your passion for entrepreneurship and fitness come from? You know, how did that begin? Did you always want to be an entrepreneur when you were young? Was there some sort of experience you had with fitness? Like, where did that start? So first of all, when I was young, that wasn't even a word. Like nobody even talked about an entrepreneur. Like, I feel like that word didn't even come into existence until like, I don't know, somewhere around the like 2000, all of a sudden you started <laughs> hearing that word. Prior to that was you were just somebody that liked to create. It was like something where you had that in you. I mean, I think I was very lucky that um, I had parents that I guess today we would call them somewhat entrepreneur entrepreneurial um but my dad they were workers you know my dad had delis delicatessens in new york city <laughs> and at a very young age i would go to work with him myself and my brothers you know i'm one of six children and nice. my mom had five kids in two and a half years because she had two sets of twins wow. and when we were off from school she couldn't have all six kids home i mean she would have gone crazy so she used to say to my dad, Danny, you're going to take the three big ones with you to work. <laughs> and the truth of it was, I loved going to work with him. I just, mm. there was something about going into the deli and, and seeing like there was action, you know, there was like action and people were coming in and I used to love watching um, everything from what the people wore in New York City to the way they spoke to just watching how they bought things, you know, I just found it. Mm. I remember, looking, you know, at a young age, using the cash register and learning how to <laughs> do it. And then I loved being able to add it up and not needing the cash register, like being able to add it up in, in my, in my mind, you know? So it was just like, I found that transaction of money and people and buying like very interesting. Um, and even just work, you know, I feel like when you have a good work ethic, like work ethic is part of being an entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. because I know for certain is you're going to work harder <laughs> as an entrepreneur than as anything else ever in your life. Like if you don't have like that unstoppable work ethic, it becomes an issue. It's a problem, you know? So mm -hmm. I feel very lucky that I grew up in that and I kind of understood that you work hard, you make money, you, you, you have success, you know, like that was kind of the thread and regardless to, um, fitness. And of course, as a kid, you don't, you don't climb trees and, and play hopscotch and jump rope and think, oh, I'm into fitness. No, like you're into play, you play. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was for me as, as a youngster, like being wow. very active and moving a lot was what what brought me a lot of joy. You know, I was the kid that was outside, even if I was playing hopscotch by myself, I was outside playing <laughs> hop. 
So it's outside jump roping, or we used to have these things called footsies, and I was out there playing with footsies. Or, I mean, I was even, we had a really nice sized backyard, and I was up back there running or rolling on the grass to see how fast I could get across there. You know, like being physical was just part of my DNA, you know, moving. And then at a young age, about five, I started dancing. Huh. And, um, you know, that I feel like was a, a godsend because it created so much discipline in me. You know, um, mm. just this this discipline that was created around dancing and practicing and, you know, making sure that every week I went into my next class knowing, you know, the choreography and just getting better. So I really, um, I had a, I have a lot of fond, beautiful memories of my childhood around movement and around dance and, and around community because I'd go to dance school and I had a whole separate community there. You know, my had my whole dance community, and I loved that. Like, I loved having all these different pockets of of people in my life. And and you know, I remember when I had a dear friend when we were opening up Equinox, and she said, "Well, it would just make sense that the Ericos would do that because their basement had had a gym in it, and everybody would come over." <laughs> work out before I mean we had my dad bought this it was called universal equipment and yeah. our basement was really that like everyone would just come over in high school and work out and we had we had mats and we had recumbent bikes I mean we just had stuff to work out and he goes it makes sense that they would have a gym and it would have all people coming in there and it would be part of building a community right so yeah, it, it, so much was organic, you know, mm -hmm. again, work ethic, loving to move, being that person, you know, that person that loved movement and loved community. And I loved all the things that made for that to be a successful business. <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> it was like, check, 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 you know? Um, so yeah, that was really, um, a big part of you know my youth and my teenage years when other people were young teenagers were possibly doing drugs or doing other things I wasn't wow. was you know going into New York City to dance you know huh. I uh so it it just it was my whole life like movement and and dancing and and um yeah performing and being with people, that was just my life, you know? And then when it was time to go to college, um, I moved around a little bit. <laughs> I probably would have loved to have gone to see right out of high school, but my parents thought it was too far for me to go from New Jersey to California. So I had to make a couple stops mm. till I finally got there um, my junior year. And by that time I was so, I loved, fitness. I loved a girlfriend of mine took me to a Jane Fonda workout. Um, and I loved it. And because <laughs> I was a dancer, I was able to like have that whole class memorized. <laughs> so, and then before I knew it, I just started teaching at different places. And I even started a little, um, a little program at USC where you know I put out my made flyers and I put them at all the, the sorority houses. And then People would come and take my class. It was donation only. And I had a boom box. Oh. 
<laughs> and I would just <laughs> set it in this atrium area where they were like, fine, oh, do it there. So it was, um, I guess that was considered entrepreneurial, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it just, it just, it was always aligned, you know, it was always aligned with felt with what felt right. I even remember having an acting teacher say to me, I was in Edinburgh. I was doing shows over there for the summer. And during that month that we were there, I taught classes to all of the, the actors. And I remember him pulling aside. He pulls me aside and he says, you know how confident you are when you're out there teaching? And I said, yeah. He goes, I need you to be that on the stage as an actress. He goes, hmm. you are so like, that is your domain. You know, and I thought, wow, like that really, that's where I felt the most comfortable. You know, if I was moving my body around people, doing that. And for me, once we started Equinox, it wasn't about me teaching. I, I mm. kind of stopped doing that, you know, um, but it was about the joy that I got out of watching other people find joy in working out because especially in, um, you know, in uh, 1990, when we opened Equinox, I, I would say that it was only like 5% of the country actually worked out, you know, huh. working out is relatively new, you know, it's not something that people were doing other than like athletes or people that needed to be fit for their job, you know, in front of the camera hmm. and news journalists, things like that. But the average person was just not working out at, in the, at that time, you know, and certainly not consistently. And, um, what I loved is when we would take a person who was a non-worker out or a non-fitness person. And in six months, they were like, oh, I love this. I love this class. I love doing this. And they were so, so into it. I mean, I, that brought me a ridiculous amount of joy to see people actually feel the way I felt like moving my body was like natural. And it was my happiest place right to be huh. so when I would see people do that it just was so fun and so exciting and it it really um I loved it right so you basically this was your passion right you were involved in dance and fitness and you came from an entrepreneurial family you know at what point did you kind of have this like was it even like a eureka type of moment like when did you like have this idea where you're like hey we need to open up our own gym. We need to make it fun. You know, we need to make it club-esque and have people come in and, and want to go to this, be in this environment. Um, and also like, why come up with the, the subscription model for it? Like why have, like, have it be like that? Um, it wasn't kind of just because that's what some clubs were doing. You know, like why open it up in that type of way? So first of all, we were all living, it was myself and my two brothers. We were living in Manhattan at the time, I was uh, I was working for a big cosmetic company. I was an executive with Lancome, and mm -hmm. my brothers were entrepreneurs. They were doing different different projects, all different kinds of businesses in New York, and um, we were kind of complaining for a while. We lived on 69th mm -hmm. and Broadway, and we were just kind of lamenting all the time about somebody needs to open up a great gem, like somebody needs to open up a great gym. They were just <laughs> it was like a little hole in the wall, um, down in the basement, kind of dirty 
bodybuilding gym that was about 10 blocks away. And then there was a, a like a aerobic studio that was mm. kind of hip and cool, but all it had was classes. Um, and then everything else was just like places that as a younger person, hipper person, you didn't want to go. Like there were people walking mm -hmm. around with like, um, you know, suit socks on and barefoot <laughs> walking around yeah. the gym. Oh, not for me. <laughs> so at first we were just kind of really like complaining about it. And then, you know, we kind of, it happened really organically. Like my brothers were doing a construction something in construction and one of the guys from i believe a, a a tile company said hey you guys are gym guys because my brothers were big and worked out mm -hmm. we have this gym that that went out of business and it's completely mm -hmm. done and you guys look at it and check it out maybe you open up a gym business and that's kind of how it started we looked at it and they we yeah it was outside of New York City, we didn't call it Equinox. So that was kind of like our um, our proof of concept that we could do something, right? And mm -hmm. did that up there and it worked out great. It was pretty amazing actually. And then it just kept going, you know, we were, mm -hmm. and we were very lucky because even though we all did a lot of things, everything kind of crossed over, you know, like everybody, I'm very lucky that my family, everybody has a lot of genius, right? Mm -hmm. Like this one's amazing at the real estate and getting the money and putting that whole, that all together. And my brother Vito make, does the most beautiful designs, gorgeous builder design. You know, I was like, I told you my passion. So mm -hmm. when you put the, when you put us all together, it was pretty like, whoo, we really had it covered, right? And we crossed over on other things too. We didn't just stay in our lanes. We were constantly doing whatever we were, any hat that had to be had. Like every mm -hmm. hat, any hat, it didn't matter. Whatever needed to be done, we did. Um, so yeah, and then, then we had an opportunity. We were looking on the Upper West Side because that's where we lived. We were like, something needs to be here. And that's when we um, oh, found something about, yeah, 10 blocks, not even seven blocks from where we were living. We found a place. We knew it was going to be a, a grand slam home run because we knew we wanted that gym. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. and we <laughs> wanted, wanted, we had already had talked to people and knew that this would be something. Yeah. And then we were able to get that up and going. And I'm probably making it sound a lot easier than it was. <laughs> years ago and and um but yeah I do feel that the stars were aligned you know mm -hmm. I feel like everything the stars were aligned to get in there and open that gym and, and it was a very small gym at first it was only seven mm -hmm. I think it was 7,500 or 7,700 square feet it wasn't very mm -hmm. big um and we just kept expanding <laughs> like every year not even every year like every six months we we expanded and we went bigger and then we went upstairs and then we went up all the way upstairs. And at one point, I think on 76th street, we were in three different buildings, you know, <laughs> it was piecemeal to we, where we finally had a, an amazing size gym. And then after that, we were just opening up pretty much a gym a year. 
And then from there, we went from not just being an Equinox Fitness Club, but then we opened up spas and we opened up a Medi Spa and we opened up wellness centers and, you know, we collaborated with physical therapy. So we started doing our own line of clothing. We did our own vitamin line. Like it, do, it wasn't just about opening more clubs, just the brand mm -hmm. just kept expanding and expanding and more merchandise. And we created an amazing weight loss program. And we created these other programs called Peak 10, which were really about personal training. And then we created a whole fitness, Equinox Fitness Training Institute. Like we just kept going and going and, and going, you know, it was amazing. I mean, again, I, it just felt like the way we did it and the, the, the mad, and it really wasn't just the magic of the three of us. Cause honestly, it was the magic of who we attracted, you know, like mm -hmm. we attracted the most amazing people that worked with us, not for us. They worked with us. Like they brought so much magic you know it was really this mm. collaboration of all of us together that really made us really special you know so you know you decided i think to sell it in 2006 to the related companies you know you got it was no yeah. no no no. we sold it before that okay we, we finally got out that oh got out okay we had sold it we had sold it i want to say I always messed up dates, but I think it was around 2001. Okay. 2000, the beginning of, it was around January. It's the end of December, January, going into 2001. And we sold it. And, um, but then, but we still had some agreements and things like that. So then when it was resold, that was when we completely got out of everything. So I, um, I heard that like once you, once it was resold at that point in 2006, um, that, you know, it was, it was, I mean, you were in a better financial position, of course, but mentally it was very different for you because you had so much purpose tied in with, with um, Equinox and building it up. And, and that was like your, you know, that was your everyday. Um, but even then, you know, you still had a role and, and it was, you still had commitments. Um, so at that point, like, how did you go from being in a, in a different sort of state of mind that was less ideal to um, pulling yourself out of that and, and kind of making way for what you're doing now? Um. So first of all, I that when I went through that really challenging part that you're talking about, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this um, or you've heard it on something, but it was really when we sold Equinox the first time in 2001, uh -huh. I, um, and I really pushed, I want you to understand, I pushed for that sale, you know, uh -huh. like it wasn't like, I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't sell. I was like, no, we're selling. Like, <laughs> you know, really long, hard 10 years, you know, like working, working, going, going, you know, creating, creating more people, more clubs. Like, I mean, so many, the staff, and it was really, mm -hmm. very, um, yeah, it, 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 it was a family. And we treated it that way, that energy of it, you know, to really, we were professional, but it was very like, we cared about everyone that worked with us. It was just very, um, it was a lot. And plus I was a mom um, mm. to juggle that even a little bit, which, you know, that's a whole other story. And, um, but when we sold, I really thought, honestly, Ben, I thought every day was going to be like, I was every day I was going to wake up being like, what? This is the <laughs> I just thought like, 
be this amazing. And the truth of it was we sold at the end of December. And then we went in, we cleaned out our desks. And so we started the new year. We all went on, went on vacation and we I came back in January and I, I took my son to drop off at school. He was in third grade and I'm walking there and I'm leaving. I'm talking to some of the moms and all of a sudden I go to turn around and I look and all of a sudden the entire playground just went like this. It was like wow. it went in and, I, and it, my ears felt very muffled. It was like, wow. and I'm, I'm walking and I, I'm like, I am like thinking to myself, what's happening to me? I didn't know if I, I mean, I was the queen of wellness. <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. you know, poster child wellness for like, and I'm walking out thinking like, am I having a heart attack? Like, am I having a stroke? Like, I didn't know what, everything just went. Yeah. And I walked home and I literally got into bed and I later learned that I was having this like identity crisis. Huh. Like I was paralyzed because I've been my whole life. I just was going, 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 going. Like my whole identity wasn't just about Equinox. It was always about everything I did, you know, from mm. a little girl, from getting grades in school and being a dancer and performing and then going here and then going to college and then working and making money and going. And, you know, it was always this doing machine. My whole identity was always based on everything I did and my successes and my accolades and more successes and more accolades. And it was like, all of a sudden, it was like, I had this major identity crisis because now like, like I was so lost. I went into this deepest, if somebody would have told me I would have sold the Equinox and went into a deep depression, I would have been like, no way. Like I'm not, yeah. I, I'm, I wake up happy every day. Like I'm that person. I don't even need a cup of coffee, you know? So it was definitely, I went through a challenge. I, I did some deep work for quite a few years to kind of figure out what, what that was, all of it, you know, and how my whole, like I say, like, how my whole identity was never about my heart and my spirit. And it was always about everything, all my accomplishments, everything I did, uh -huh. you know, that's just what made me feel whole and complete, not just the essence of who I am as a human and my heart. And, you know, I never spent time on that thinking in those terms. It was always about, you know, you have a goal and you work for your goal and you meet your goal. Yeah. And it was, it was that kind of um, life. So when I finally had a time to like, look at it, it was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. So that's really, that was really the part of Inside Out that started to come forth mm -hmm. because in my inside journey, I realized that's where happiness is. That's where joy is. Now, not wow. that those things aren't um, meaningful, however, we can do both the same. We can take the time and hold the space to be in touch with our heart, what our feelings, what makes us like, what, what is really inspiring us? Like I say to entrepreneurs, like, what's really inspiring you to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so often they, 
they aren't able to acknowledge what that is, you know? Um, so yeah, it was a in very interesting journey. Um, and yeah, and then I wanted other people, you know, for me, I guess I realized I am just like the steward of sharing, you know, mm -hmm. like I loved, <laughs> I loved fitness. So I wanted everybody else to love fitness. Then I fell in love with um, personal development and working on myself and, and getting clarity and understanding that in order to be healthy, you have to be spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, you know, and physically healthy. You know, and today I would probably add physically healthy, you know, like, so all of that makes for a whole of health, you know, where in the Equinox days, I believed if you were fit, you were healthy, yeah. you know, and that was so not true. Um, so, so what are you trying to do now with, with Move Joy that's different that kind of takes this into account? So Move Joy really came out of a couple of things. Um, First, it came out of having a group of women, entrepreneurs, people that I've known for years that we have I've been in different groups. And when we started, when COVID started, we started seeing each other online. Mm -hmm. And and what I was noticing is every time we would get online, I would notice these women. At first, it was like, oh, this is kind of nice. We get a few days off or relaxed, you know, we're going to have time to, and then like, Three weeks later, you notice them and they're just like glazed over. Yeah. And then a month later, you realize they're just like depressed. <sighs> and oh, like, when is this going to end? And most of these women were over 50, living alone. You know, they're either they're divorced. And, and I'm just watching this and I'm like, whoa, like I can just see their life force diminishing, diminishing. And I was like, okay, ladies, like we have to like shift this. We have to shift this energy. So of course I start telling them different places they can start going to, to work out online. Like, why don't you try this person and try this and try this. And I'm sending everybody links to all these different workouts and movement and some breath work that I like. And a week later or two weeks later when we're on, how did it go? Oh, that wasn't for me. That was like too hit training. I don't like that. That was too fast. Like they, they had excuses for everything. And so then finally, one of the women said, because I, I was actually hosting a dance class online that I was paying, I was paying the instructor to teach. And then I invited whoever wanted to come on and dance could, but it was a more advanced dance class. So the only people that were really getting on were dancers, but they saw that I was doing that and they were like, why don't you teach a class for us? And at oh. first, honest, and I thought like, honey, that's been a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've hung up my, my leg warmers and, you know, dance shoes for that, you know, but then I was watching and I thought, you know what, let me try. Let me see if I can help these women do this. And before I knew it, I started, we started doing it and on Zoom. And then, you know, during COVID, you know, you went from four people to six people to eight people to 10 people to 20 people to 30. Like it just kind of grew and everybody was inviting their, their friends and their family and their this. And, you know, it was amazing. But the thing that I was noticing that was the most amazing was the community that was happening. Everybody was getting on early or late. They were getting on and they were staying on and they were talking to each other and they were sharing different recipes and and there was a community being built. And I'm just like, wow, there's really something 
something to this, you know, they're moving. And the other thing is I literally saw, cause once I started doing my research, like there's just not a lot of stuff out there for women, I'd say over 50, that's really fun. Like most right. of the workouts or they either, it's either because you want to get ripped and have this like major six pack and you know, everything, or yeah. it's really boring. Like, I feel like since Richard Simmons disappeared, which I'm not even sure if you know who he is, but yeah. he was this man that just got women that were a bit older, more mature, a little bit, you know, more zoftic figures. He got them moving and they felt yeah. so good about themselves. They were moving their body and enjoying the movement. And I thought like, somebody needs to to bring this energy back so that because we move as we're older we move for one reason we move to feel good like movement is about feeling good you know like yes we could all go on these diets and keto and this and that for your son's wedding or daughter's wedding to get really skinny but at the end of the day that's not sustainable you know what what keeps us coming back at a certain age is because like we just feel really, really good. And I realized there just wasn't, there, there wasn't anything out there that was really speaking to that demographic, making the movement fun, where you like, like I have women on here because we had a pre-beta, we're getting ready to start our, our beta. I have women on here that the thought of working out, like they hated it, they loathed it. It was a four letter mm. word. I got to work out. And now they're like, Oh, they can't wait. Like even I do it three days a week. And a lot of them would be texting me the end of like Wednesday saying, is there any chance you could train with us on two, Thursday too? Like, <laughs> but these are women who in the past hated moving. Like it was, it was not pleasurable. So yeah, I just realized like there's something here to this, to moving in this way that again, isn't about how many calories are you burning and what are you eating? What do you, how do you feel? How do you feel, you know? And then how do you connect? So what this will be is there'll be these movements, the, there'll be these movement classes. And then at the end of the class, there will be chat rooms that people can go in and connect with other women. Yeah. You know, they, they will be chat rooms for people that are going through difficult times, people that want to just connect with women, people that want to you know, talk about dating over 50, people that want to like, what does it mean to be wild and alive and, and feel good about aging and not feel like horrible? Because let's face it, out there in the world, the only people that really talk to women over 50 are like dermatologists, plastic surgeons, you know, nutrition nutritionists, like nobody else really talks to this demographic. It's like, we're the ones that are supposed to just like, like disappear. You know, we're just supposed to disappear, even though, honestly, we have, we are actually the ones that are spending so much money, but nobody really caters. We have to be the ones that just adapt, you know, the clothing, not made for the 50 plus, but we have to figure out how to make it work, you know? So it's like, now I want to create something that is designed for us. It's designed for us to celebrate us to to have fun to find joy to get excited about 
you know, it, moving forward in our life, not feel shame because we're not as beautiful as we used to be, but like to celebrate, I'm going to celebrate every wrinkle I have. Like I earn them. I feel good about it, you know, to really help the women like get grounded in, in how beautiful we are as we age and not feel this weird taboo about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. Well I think that's, that's pretty much all the questions, you know, that I had and um, I, I'll just wrap it up, but you know, I, I love your story. I think it's a really great story. And what you're doing now is, you know, you're, you're kind of like what you did early on. You had a problem yourself. You felt like there was nobody taking, taking advantage to create some sort of solution. There's other people that have this problem. I'm going to go out there and do it. And it's that go, go, go mentality that you're carrying into move joy. So I'm excited to see, you know, what you create here and hope it affects a lot of people's lives positively, just like you did with Equinox um, and the other ventures that you've been in. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Ben. It's a pleasure.